0: Yo, yo, yo holes. Welcome back to another episode of Stripper Motherfucking Style Rides. Today, I thought I'd just get on the microphone and express how I'm feeling. Now, I'm really fucking loving every week my numbers going up and up, people listening to this podcast, and all the interesting guests that I'm having on. I've been touting my wares all over Instagram this week and last week for you guys to try and find the most interesting people to talk to. And I've had so many replies. Um, So I'm going to be starting airing uh, a lot more content for you guys. Um, Obviously, all to do with the sex industry and sex work and sex positive polys like myself. Today, I don't feel so sex positive uh, because fucking, the crimson wave has taken hold of me and it is a dark fucking time. I know all you girls know how it feels to be on your period. It's not pleasant, especially when it's like popping its little head out and in and out and in and out. It's just like fucking start already, okay? Sorry for all my male listeners, but I mean, period chat is period chat, like I said a thousand times, okay? It's, there's like a dark cloud over me and like fucking everyone should be happy that it is locked down because there would have been an absolute storm in my wake if I was out of the house. I think part of the problem is I haven't actually left the house in three days because in London it is 100% locked down. It's fucking freezing cold outside. You know, even to go for a walk, it's painful. So, you know, there's no, or, you know, I mean, I suppose you can go and walk around the supermarket. To get a bit of respite but um, there's only so much you can do that without buying you know bars and bars of chocolate to my ass even fatter than it already is <sighs> so it's just a minefield of confusion whether to leave the house freeze my tits off leave the house get fat stay in the house lose my mind or just you know bathe and wallow in my period depression <laughs> It's a lot for me right now, okay? But the um, saving grace is that I have you guys and also that there's definitely a lot coming on the horizon for stripper stories. Um We are getting a new website. We are getting affiliate links set up right now for you guys. If you ever wanted to buy any sick, sick, sickening sex toys, then we've got your back. I most certainly do. Um, I've had a lot of emails this week asking questions about certain sex toys. And, oh, oh, it's a little ding a ling a from a customer. I will be back with you shortly, guys. Okay, that's enough fucking moaning. So, continuing on, um, I obviously had a week off, collected my thoughts, my period, all that good shit. And this week... I've decided to fucking go full throttle in there with a guest, a really fucking great guest as well. Um, We're going to go back on that woo-woo train. I feel like it is really important to also have a kind of steady ground of legit, meaningful sex chat along with all the anal, you know? I mean, it has to be a balance here on Stripper Stories. It can't just be fucking dicks and... Squirting and cock and cock, and all I can think about is cock on my period. I'm really fucking horny. Okay. I don't know if anybody else finds that when they're on their periods. You just want to fuck everything. Like, I'm literally looking at my Christmas tree right now and I'm like, mm, what could I do with that? Dangerous things. Um, so, yeah, this week we've got a really nice, great conversation with Kristin um, Yoni Licious on Instagram, and she's got a fucking whirlwind of information coming right at your holes right now so stay tuned for her um and uh, I actually almost can't wait to tell you the stripper story I might even leave it till next week but um I have had a fucking I've had an enlightened experience this week when it comes to working on cam the all of the not I wouldn't say crazies but all of the very different kind of people have come out of the woodwork so I might even put a little bit of t- tidbit on uh on this podcast at you about what I've discovered this week oh god okay right anyway this is this is a bit of Kristen and then maybe I'll fucking pummel you with some of my cam stories hi Kristen hi hey how's it going yeah so good so happy to be here Ah, I'm so happy (laughs) to talk to another female on the podcast who's just so sex positive and like I feel like with stripper stories, we, uh, we do talk about it all the time to keep sex very fluid, positive, keep it on like the tips of everyone's tongues. But not everybody really like buys into that. And especially when you see it on Instagram with all the influencers out there talking about the sex positivity and how everything's, you know, but they're not really like, it's almost going against the grain with what they're posting mm-hmm. and how they're mm-hmm. like, portraying themselves whereas with you I was like ah oh, need to reach out to this woman so you are I mean I'm going to talk about you inclusive sexologist yoni massage she's a sex coach uh, she does pleasure courses she's got a podcast as well called love blood sex and death and she's got kids sex ed books as well which I haven't seen before um which I think is absolutely fascinating so yeah talk about yourself we'd love to hear a little bit more about all those things I've been on this
1: journey I guess I could say for most of my life, however, the last six years I've kind of taken sexuality really seriously and uh, looked at it as a more of a career versus something that I was exploring on my own. I began when I was around six years old, I was doing yoni viewing circles. So the yoni meaning the vulva, the vagina and the womb. I didn't use that term then. I didn't really have a term for it, but I would be really interested in what my, my vulva looked like and what my... Uh, my friends vulvas look like and you know I was at a Catholic school and they, I got caught and got in a lot of trouble um, but you know I'm still doing it to this day so they didn't really nurture my gifts <laughs> um, <laughs> and then yeah in my in primary school so year six I was holding girls uh, like girls' circles and getting girls to fill out forms on how they felt about femininity and um, making books for girls to journal in when they're going through puberty. So it's always been this fascination for me. And in sexuality in particular, I had um, an, a fetish that was really, it was quite troublesome because uh, it was an infidelity fetish. So it was literally if a person would touch my body while I was in a relationship, I would go numb with pleasure. I would go into subspace. I was like, it was a crazy thing that we, happened to me and I really couldn't understand it. and It was um, really troublesome for my relationship. So it was something I had a lot of shame over. So I started exploring sexuality, studying sexuality in my early 20s, trying to understand myself, trying to understand pleasure and how to access that kind of pleasure without cheating on my boyfriend and breaking their hearts. And so I just began this journey of self-discovery and then, you know, people started feeling very comfy talking to me about sexuality and I realised it was my calling Um, in my late 20s. So I started studying under different mentors and, you know, exploring the more um, spiritual side of sexuality and then going into the more Western scientific side of sexuality and studying sexology at university. And um, yeah, and it's just been, and I'm still, you know, every day feeling like I know nothing, but I have not stopped studying for six years and and the passion's still very strong. And the thing that I feel most passionate about, I guess, and what keeps me going is that, you know, I forget that there are other female body people that feel sexual oppression and um blockages. And then, you know, I'm reminded by the people who reach out to me and let me know how they're feeling. And then I'm like, okay, like, I want, I want everyone to have this access to sexuality. It's our birthright. Pleasure is our birthright. And it's a part of, a sexual satisfaction is actually a sexual health, which is a human right. So it's just, you know, making peace with our body, making peace with our pleasure and understanding sex from, you know, the least conditioned place is something that I'm really passionate about seeding in the world.
0: That's really fascinating. I mean, I, I can actually... Um identify with a lot that you just said, coming from like a Catholic background, being very oppressed in a kind of way where you're younger and you want to explore your body, but you've always been told that it's bad and it's a sin to enjoy anything sexual, right? Or discuss it. Or, I mean, we didn't even have sex ed when I was at school. We had no idea yeah. what a condom was until I was like 18 years old. And by that point, it's, it's like you know, I I think I read something on your Instagram, like if someone's not going to bother to put a condom on, he's not going to bother to ask you about your pleasure. So what's the fucking point in having sex with him? Right. It's just going to be, you're going to be a hole. Right. And I joke about it on my podcast all the time, like holes together, but like, seriously, we have so much like responsibility for our holes. Like we have Mm. to, I mean, we've been given them We like, Mm. why not question what it is to have them and what it is to feel them you know so for right. me um I do I do actually like empathize a lot with that and and so um yeah I mean I've had really bad experiences with you know with guys because of it I think because I wasn't mm-hmm. properly educated so I mean so how did you become a, uh, an inclusive sexologist then because that fascinates me I've always thought to myself oh that's something I'd love to do I mean do you find that because you are so, uh, obviously you said like you, you've studied the spiritual side of sex. Being a a sexologist is a bit more kind of Western, I would imagine. Right. How did you find like marrying the two when you were trying to study? Like which one did you kind of veer off to as well more so?
1: Right. So I personally in everything in life, I love to know sort of the science behind things and, Growing up in a pretty alternative spiritual family, I that also feels very comfy for me. Like I feel I feel drawn to spirituality. I feel drawn to feeling based experiences. Yeah, so my mum, you know, she was giving me books about spirituality from a quite quite a young age and I was always seeking something bigger than myself I was always you know I was interested in in religion at school and I I actually enjoyed going to church and singing at church it wasn't until in my teens I was like questioning everything and realizing it wasn't really my thing but my mum was always pushing the more spiritual path and so that felt very comfortable to me and I I, you know I, I had amazing experiences with different teachers and practices with my more sort of spiritual approach to sexuality and feeling you know, full body orgasms and really connected to everything and kundalini awakening. But then I really wanted to understand the science behind what's going on in my body biologically, hormonally, what's going on physiologically, why do I feel certain ways, how is my mind connected to my body? Um, and so, yeah, it feels like they both work together really well. It's almost like there's a bridge between the two worlds that I feel I kind of sit on in my teaching, my education Um giving insight into both sort of perspectives
0: yeah I mean that's that's what you'd want this is what I'm like I've been speaking to quite a lot of people maybe a couple weeks back when I had this kind of like awakening and I've like dragged everyone through I'm not sure if you listened to the episodes through my like kundalini awakening and then i had like my my um professor kink come on and talk about you know full body orgasms and then i spoke to another lady about how it is a different thing spiritually so is this why you have decided to be like a sex coach like a yoni massage trainer i guess and all of these other things that you you've like brought in from your from your studies
1: yeah definitely before i moved to bali around a year and a half ago i was just working through word of mouth and um you know still sort of gathering a lot of knowledge and practicing a lot of knowledge but people asking me for mentorships and wanting to learn from me yeah um so I started more working in that sphere of becoming a teacher and um a mentor and guide and then moving a lot of my work online when I moved to Bali which thankfully has been really helpful with the whole COVID thing um the way I really work mostly now is I do still I do still do sex coaching and yoni massages myself, but I wanna I wanna seed my work and expand my sphere of influence by teaching other me. So sharing what I know, what I've learned over the six years, finding all of the gems, and really um, passing that wisdom on so that other people can do it and and share with people that I I can't reach. Um, because it's it's so needed like it's it's just so needed Uh, there's so much Mm. sexual corruption that I can't you know I obviously can only reach so many people so I'm really passionate now about um, really speaking to those people who are feeling called to walk this path whether it be sex coaching um, doing the body work of yoni massage you know it's an entirely other sort of approach to healing and then um, I'm also mentoring women into becoming priestesses and working with male-bodied people and teaching them the love arts of how to love a woman throughout her menstrual cycle. So wow, trying to, yeah, trying to approach all the different sort of aspects that are available in healing the female sexual experience.
0: Wow. I mean, it's, it's like fascinating to me because, I mean, I, as you can hear, the way I speak, I am an absolute novice and I want to know more about it. This is why I'm having you on the podcast. I'm like, teach me, master. You know, like I think <laughs> there's a lot more in life than just, I mean, my job uh, being a stripper, being an ex-dom and all these other things that they're, they're kind of almost superficial types of, of, kink and a type of sexuality where it's just acting right and so when you're with yourself at the end of the day you you get to that's the real time when you get to know yourself and know your own pleasure right so for me i mean my job does not mean that i know everything about what it is to have sex with another person everything to do with kink and really what that means internally like so for me it's this is a journey like i'm like oh i'd love to just talk to all these people who've studied it and understand it much better than i so I mean, for me, I, I want to know, like, so kink. You obviously, you've studied that. And like, I've, see, I've seen it on your Instagram. You know, you go through, was it kink class or kink sessions? Conscious kink. Conscious kink. Right, okay. Talk yeah. to me, master. I want to know. <laughs> I want to know what that is because that is fascinating to me. Because I I mean, on camera, and you've done it yourself, we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, you, you get a lot of people who can't, with their partner in real time talk and kind of experience their kink but via camera it feels like a little bit more impersonal which is rubbish really but um they they do talk to me a lot about their kinks I want to know what you've learned share with me
1: first of all I would love to say that I'm right there with you I still feel like I want to learn so much I still feel like there's so much to learn and and that I'm I'm a baby in in this world um so, and every day, like every day I learn more and every day I realize I'm not, I still, there's, it's just such a broad experience, a broad field of sexuality, like paraphilias alone, like fetishes alone, like there are just so many different things to learn. My experience of King and Conscious King in particular, I, I created this program because I would go to kink events and I would see this kind of lack of intimacy, lack of yeah. connection, lack yeah. of communication, yeah. a lot of performance. And yeah. it it was, yeah, a lot of people sort of faking it till they made it or yeah. um, so, sort of missing the point of why we enjoy kink in the first place. So I created, first I created a workshop with a dear sister of mine, Sarah Silverstein, and because she's in the kink world as well, And um, we just created a little sort of introductory workshop of, hey, this is communication, Um, this is what kink is and have you thought about it being this way and um, how about practising consent and boundaries and things like that. So that was like a little taster into how to be conscious in uh, exploring what kink is to you and communicating it and experiencing it. And then my partner, um, my current partner, Jesse is, uh, really deep into the kink world. Um, and so we were like, okay, let's expand upon that. So we created a full program that can help both like kinky people that have been in, in kinky world for a long time and freshies into, um, exploring kink from a conscious perspective, no matter what it is, You know, whatever the kink is, as long as it's, you know, safe, standing, consensual or it's it's informed consent and um, doing it from a place where you're present, when you're honest and integral with yourself and with each other and we go deep into communication, we go deep into different practices, different kinks, exploration, um, you know, understanding how to choke somebody and the risks involved understanding how to spank somebody and where, um, understanding power play. And so, yeah, we kind of broke it up into four different uh, weeks where we go into the different sort of different elements of what kink is and exploring what it is from a really conscious and present place, um, you know, regardless of what the the experience is.
0: Right, I see. So, I mean, I'm guessing you have different, like, levels to that because obviously, like... I mean, it's, I don't know whether it's this is a kind of similar thing, but it's like almost when I watched, okay, don't don't like brand me or flog me. But Fifty Shades of Grey, when everybody watched that, I was like, uh, uh, why? Why did they even make that film? The books, however, fine. That's one thing. It was just it was made for a reason, and I hate to bring this up, but it ruined so many Dom's jobs having that film on the planet, you know? So, and people were starting to get more into kink because it's becoming more, it's the morning, glamorized, Mm -hmm. you know, and more like Hollywoodized. And so people were coming into the Dom houses here and being like, oh, I want to... I want to feel what she felt, you know, like that actress, Dakota, whatever the fuck her name was. And they spank her and she literally does this full body orgasm. And I'm like, no, no, that's not how it is. That's not the reaction. And so it's almost similar to like watching porn. Oh, is it really that like, you know, pleasurable when you first have anal? No, it's not. So, I mean, I'm guessing when you teach and you explore different sides of kink with different people obviously you teach them like the the realism about it what happens when what happens when someone is very very experienced in kink and so they know how to spank they know how to do all these these like more lower level things have you ever had someone come to you with like a extreme kink and asking you to kind of explain that to them How, how do you go about that? I know it can be quite difficult, you know, with, with certain things that maybe you're you're not interested in yourself, but you have to be kind of subjective and like, how do you get like around that as a person as well? You know, if someone's like really into something strange.
1: So, if someone's coming to me and they're wanting to understand it, yeah, I, I, I as as in my practice in sexology, I am literally a wide open safe place to come to like that's great people could tell me you know people could tell me anything that they're fantasize I fantasize about fucked up shit so yeah people can tell me whatever they want and mm-hmm. whether or not you know de- depending on what it is or be where I'll either give them practices exercises ideas we'll heartstorm together how they can play something out in role play. Um, and then, you know, if it, if it's causing them trouble and distress, then we'll either go down a different path of creating a different narrative and, um, you know, maybe I'll refer them on as if it's something that I can't, that I don't work with. I'll just say, Hey, like, look at this, look at that. And, you know, I'll always have something there for them. Um, but if it's, yeah, if it's something that, you know, they just want to understand, they're not feeling any, any. Sense of distress. It's not causing them any problem. It's not causing them any, their partnerships any problems. Then, you know, and it's I will I'll find a way to work with it. It's real. That's really that for me. If someone's coming up with an open heart and an open mind to feedback and to create something together, then that's that's really easy. What I find more difficult is people who, if we look, if we're talking about experienced kinksters. Yeah. people who feel like they know everything already and aren't open to the idea that maybe communication could be better. Maybe mm-hmm. sensation could be better. Maybe that isn't actually their kink. Um, and that's maybe why they're not enjoying it. And they're just thinking like, you know, cause BDSM and kink gets always gets mixed, mixed up, up and they're yeah. very, very different things. Yeah, <clears throat> You know, so B- BDSM is a kink. Yeah. Um, but it's not exclusively kink, kink. Yeah. and so yeah, they're not. And so that for me is really interesting that people have you know gone into the world of BDSM, seen people getting you know spanked and um, flogged, and being like, yeah, okay, sure, do it, and being like, I want to be a sub and I want to be able to be flogged, but like this doesn't feel good and I hate it. Not understanding that you know other people have different pleasure and pain receptors and they're yeah. experiencing it very differently, and they're looking like or maybe I'll get like that one day. It's like maybe yeah. you don't like that. Yeah, maybe that's it. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so honestly. I think
1: yeah, the lack of education is more difficult and a, and a um even sometimes like a created reality that isn't isn't honoring what the person actually finds pleasurable and enjoyable, they're more difficult than, you know, someone that has something that's seemingly outrageous because I'm actually just I'm there for it I'm so interested I'm so fascinated and I would so rather especially if it's something that is unsafe or non-consensual it's so much rather them coming to me than acting upon it you know.
0: But it's, it's the same with me in a way obviously like I don't have your level of training but when you hear these things I mean on cam this is the only time I ever really speak to people in depth about their kink and they right. say my my wife uh I could never tell my wife, you know, she's too vanilla for this. I'm like, but have you tried one? Like, you Like give her the option of being like, okay, that's not cool. Um, So Mm. that's one thing I don't agree with. But then they come to me and they're like, so you're a cam girl. You're paid to listen to my shit. And like, you're not supposed to care. Um, You know, it's kind of like part and parcel with the job kind of thing. And actually, I just enjoy it. I like the fact that these people come to me and tell me about their you know, weird and wonderful things. I mean, recently a guy came to me and he had it a few times that, you know, the bestiality thing. Now, I mean, that might not be the worst thing in the world, but for me, I'm like, whew, I have to like have a little sit back, have a listen and just be like, whoo, okay, cool. Like, you know, it's difficult, Um, especially when it's something that you just find like repulsive. And that's an awful word to say, right? But because I'm not judging but it's a very yeah. difficult position to be in and to yeah. make that person feel comfortable with telling you. So, right. you know, I, I, I mean, I kind of yes. you for that, it's difficult.
1: For some people, for some things, definitely. And that's when it's good having like a strong referral list of like, babe, like that's not my thing, yeah. but talk to this person because they're really interested it's, as practitioners. It's so handy yeah. having a really strong referral list where you can, where they don't feel like fuck. I just said like this, and now I'm being rejected or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like it's like, oh, okay, it's just not your thing. But somebody else might be able to speak you through it. And yeah, um, and what I really love to do too with things that are like kind of like I can't imagine it is just as role play because it's we are so it, there's so much that can be done through role play. The imagination, yep. the brain is powerful. So yeah um sometimes I just try and like tie it back into okay so how can we
0: like pretend that this or yeah exactly and I've done many, many a many bestiality role play in my life because I'm an actor yeah. but inside my body's yeah. going no no <laughs> no this is sucking awful. but but still Aww. I mean you get in it gets to a point where I'm like actually you see the other person enjoying themselves and it kind of gives you a bit of gratification then it's like oh okay like that's nice, you know. It, it was a mm-hmm. nice experience, even though, and I kind of got oh, into, totally. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, oh yeah, over yourself. Then you're like, actually, maybe I'm the problem <laughs> yeah. because I'm the one that's having an issue with it. Do you know what I mean? So, right, it's, it's right, super cool, right. like that when the yeah. way that kink works that way. But um yeah, I yeah, don't know. Have I, you ever I, had that? I can see your face, yeah. like. <laughs> I, this, like I, I never thought I'd it, like it. Oh, oh Go <laughs> on, go on. I had an, ex-
1: <laughs> I had an experience where um, this guy wanted me to, he had an SPH fetish, so a small penis humiliation fetish, and he really wanted me to dom him. And he was like, and I'm not a dom, it's not, I'm not, I'm very sweet and loving and like (laughs) I'm really dominating in life and I can dom, actually I can dom females in the bedroom, but with males, it just, the energy doesn't work that that way for me. And so, yeah. And so I was like, okay, I can do it. Like I know I can do it. And, um, and I'd never done it before. And I'd never really worked with anyone with an SBH fetish before and so I was like you know I was I was like can you just give me a little bit to work with like what do you want me what would you like me to say and he's like you know call me baby dick um tell me that my little clit dick needs some like a a g-string wouldn't even wouldn't would be too big for my little clit like all these things I'm like okay 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 cool and so I went to his house and I and we began the session and he started wanking and I was like oh like I'm feeling really mean right now and then he's like you go, is I'm like oh okay scale of one to ten how turned on are you and he's like ten and I was like oh okay good to know and then I just kept checking in with him for a while like because I was like surely that's good and he's just getting more and more turned on I was like okay cool I, apparently I'm good at this and this is working and I was so wet I was really? so excited. I was like loving it so much. I'm like, I can't believe this is just because I could see him enjoying it so much. I was yeah. like, okay, like I feel like this could be really, really horrible, but I can see that you're loving it. And yeah. just seeing you love it is, yeah, turning me on a lot. So yeah.
0: I mean, that's, I think that's the, that is like the basic carnal level of like sex, isn't it? Like, no, right. they're not pleasers. But like, I'm not a pleaser. I think that's just bullshit. Everybody who actually gives a shit about having sex with someone else or feeling a sexual way, they get pleasure from another person's pleasure. You feed off it. We're human beings. Like, that's how it works, regardless of what they look like. Or, you know, I used to have a sugar daddy that was 60 years old. And when I'd see him enjoying himself, I'd have no way... I didn't fancy him or want to have sex with him. But it, it just... It kind of makes you feel that's, something yeah. inside. And you're like, <laughs> ah. Yeah. Oh. What's going on here? Yeah. I, to- I totally know that. Everybody knows it's sexual. Yeah, yeah totally. right. And it, it's like, it's, I mean, if more people, I mean, this is why, why we do our podcast. This is why you do your work. You know, if it comes down to sex being a carnal, kind of like animalistic thing that we all just want to tap into a little bit more, I think that the world would be a kinder place. For women and for men. I really want to talk a, bit, a little bit more about your kids' sex ed books because yeah. I've never spoken to anyone about this. This is this is important. Very important. Yeah. Get them while they're young. Yeah, totally. I'm, <laughs> literally, <laughs> I'm like, oh fuck. We could change the whole world with children. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, yeah. like you said, there's so much like negativity and like poison and like what did you call it mm-hmm. earlier? Um, corruption. It, corruption. That's because we've been brought up from young, like, mm-hmm. with this idea of sex, whether it's through Catholicism mm-hmm. or anything. But if you get them while they're young and explain,
1: this is yeah. what you're
0: doing, you're teaching the future generation. Mm-hmm. Explain to me how you, how you came to this idea, Yeah, fucking very clever, and how you do Thank it.
1: Thank you. So I was I, around, like, 27, and I had a girlfriend of mine, a really good girlfriend of mine from childhood asked me to write a book for menstruation for her daughter she's like if you write it Kristen I'll make it I'll buy it and I'll read it to my daughter she has has two and I was like okay she has three now and it was in the back of my mind and I was always interested in writing kids books and then I was um I traveled a lot in my in my I had already traveled a lot in my 20s and so I was like. I'd already started writing kids' books for travelling and for understanding different cultures and language and um, I already had a character ready and then I was like, I think I actually want to put my energy into um, menstruation and, you know, blood rite of passage and understanding that the body changes and, um, you know, our emotions change and everything changes in in that initiation, in, in that process. And so I started with the... Um, Susmita becomes a woman book um, of this girl to changing from girl to woman mm. um, so it's like a really beautiful guide too for mamas to be able to initiate their daughters into into the blood blood right the passage of um, maidenhood and so yeah and so I started with that one and then I was like okay I really want one for baby Susmita learning her body and learning her boundaries so that yeah kids are empowered there's you know the sexual abuse in my family and it's and I see the damage that it does and I know that education um is one of the things that can a lot of sexual abuse comes about through lack of education like it's really preventable if we're more educated on um a language and boundaries and um looking out for different signs and so I created the book versus me to learning her body and her boundaries. And then I really wanted to share one on virginity because I get a lot of women coming to me who have this sort of narrative of my virginity was stolen. I lost my virginity. It was taken from me because a lot of young females experience rape in their teens before they've had any sexual experiences with another. And, You know, this really, you know, something that I have to do a lot of work with is rewriting this narrative of virginity meaning anything beyond skin on skin uh, and a criminal act. You know, virginity is a social construct. It's been created. It was created to own female sexuality. It's not real. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's a lot of misconceptions about it that is just a, a real, like, Speaking into corruption of sexuality, it's corrupting the core of female sexuality of their very first partnered experience, and the focus is on breaking a hymen, which doesn't actually happen, it stretches, and that being the focus versus the, her pleasure. And yeah. so I really wanted to rewrite that narrative of and it's, it's called Susameita shares her virginity, and her virginity means her pleasure the Mm. first time she feels pleasure with another person and so it's her experience of having her first pleasurable experience with another person in the book and it speaks into her exploring pleasure with uh, a female and pleasure with a male so um, exploring sexual orientation as well and the next one coming out that I've just started is um, cis media exploring gender which will be Cool. I think the final of the four part series.
0: Yeah. And that's really important, especially now, you know, like with everything yeah. that's happening in the media and, and, you know, so yeah. many people need friends in that, in that, you know, section of, of sexuality. So 100%. like that, yeah, that would be like ph- phenomenal. Yeah. Great. Like yeah. I, f- I feel like you would proper fly the flag for, for all of these things that you do. And um, hence why like your, your Instagram was, the, the thing that like first drew me to you everything that you post on there like, I'm like oh I can ah uh, yes you're reading my mind you know and so with your podcast I'd love to l- hear a little bit about that so when uh, when did that start and like how how did it come about and and tell the listeners like where they can find you and like what other things that you you explore on there I think it's kind of what yeah, it says on sure. the tin though a little bit it's kind of cool yeah
1: yeah yeah so Tanishka and I, as I, I said before, she's also known as the moon woman. She's been doing this women's wisdom work for 20 years. She's a clear channel here for positive impact. She's such an incredible human being and I feel just blessed to be in her presence whenever I am. Yeah. we're like, let's do a podcast. Like let's just start talking about this stuff that no one's talking about from this sort of, um, women's wisdom perspective through women's wisdom teachings and um, you know and then also bringing in the sexological aspect and we get on different experts in different areas of the field and we just go there and talk about the, the shadow the collective shadow that we all kind of just sweep under the carpet and we try and yeah shine a light on as much of the things because you know as long as it's in the shadow it just stays there and festers so we try and shine a light on as many different topics as we can so they can, you know, become more, they, they get transmuted through attention, through awareness, which yeah. is something, yeah, that we as a society, I feel really benefit from.
0: A hundred percent. And, and I, I mean, it is a fantastic podcast, love, blood, sex, death. And like, I mean, it's a pretty dramatic like name <laughs> it's a lot I was like oh death in the title I was like that's where we come from there <laughs> we go like literally yeah but um yeah. It's, it's not as like you know it's not as big and dooming as as it kind of as yeah. the, the title suggests <laughs> it's a fucking great podcast um and I Thank think that you. as women when we talk about sex I mean I am more so like oh my God, how big was his dick? And how was the anal? Because anal for me is the most fascinating yet important thing that I have discovered in my later life. I want to talk to you about anal. Yes. Anal. Anal. <laughs> anal, like, please, la la la. literally, la anal. Um, please, can we please explore our assholes? And I want to talk to about that. <laughs> can we? Yeah. Because I feel like, right, my podcast has a lot of things going for it, but the anal side, I'm like, I'm literally punching people in the face. Like, try the anal, and everyone's like, No, oh, no, please stop. <laughs> Honestly. Totally. Oh, there's so many holes, but that is a very important one. And I don't understand why men feel like it's for them. No, mm-hmm. like women can feel pleasure mm. through their asshole. And I had a woman on, uh, well my old co-host a woman <laughs> that's how long I haven't seen her for she's a distant memory um because of because of uh, lockdown not because I hate her because I don't hate her yet um but we spoke about having uh <laughs> having pleasure through our arseholes right and how, how I've like come I've squirted I don't know how this has taken a really really strong turn to the anal side again Love it. But I've squirted from my like penetration in my asshole, right? She's like, no, that's not real. That can't happen. Where does it say that? And I literally made her read this like paragraph, this like medical like script. She was like, oh my God, she's 32. I'm like, how have you been living your whole life not knowing about your arsehole? Right. And um, I know like, obviously a lot of people can't fathom pleasure from even just their vagina let alone their arsehole right so Mm -hmm. I mean I'm not like as much punching everyone in the face I'm just like right figure out your pussy you're like your arsehole like second if that's how it goes I mean I'm always Mm -hmm. first with the arsehole how do you feel Mm -hmm. like about about a woman woman, like coming and trying to explore that for the first time like what advice would you give Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. I would say get a butt plug invest in a beautiful special butt plug whatever material feels good for you and just explore, really small one and just explore that because that pressure um, that presence that simulation can really start the opening process and it can happen without too much mind involved because you can kind of put it get a little bit used to it and just leave it and just let it do its thing let the body do its thing, the body is going to react and it's going to feel pleasure. Um, And starting, yeah, starting really small, starting from there and then starting massaging, you know, just the outside, just feeling there are so many yummy nerve endings there, Um, massaging the perineum, massaging the outside of the anus and just letting the, you know, sometimes what can happen is touch is so healing and also just getting over the idea of it by having a feel and being like, oh, okay, it's not that big of a deal. And then exploring internally slowly. I didn't experience anal pleasure until I was 32 Mm. either or maybe, yeah, 32. So, yeah, and and for me it happened through having and giving myself an enema. So I was giving myself an enema on the phone to my ex, we weren't talking about anything sexual and I yeah, I'm, I'm I'm always on the phone to him while I have an doing myself give myself an enemy because it takes a long time and I'm bored <laughs> and he's great to talk to. And I just started having the hugest orgasm. I had to put my phone down, I'm like Holy oh, fuck, like screaming and he's like, What? What what? I was like, Oh shit, oh shit, like literally. <laughs> Like, because <laughs> like, there was a lot, a lot of, lot of coming shit coming out of me. Yeah, for real. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was mixed with animal water, and yeah, right. then I was like, "I've got to get off the phone." Like, I've just unleashed something, Um, and it's been a journey, a beautiful journey since once I found it myself. I could easily find it with my partner. However, I had to take it, take things really slowly, and I was really lucky that my next partner was an anal expert. So. <sighs> Uh, I I was like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Like, <laughs> you're
0: in good like, hands. Is it? Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally. Totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. amazing. So, mm-hmm. so you, you think go slow. So what about with a guy? Yeah. Have you ever like right. obviously like I'm like, ah, if I feel this much pleasure, you're gonna feel fucking great. Like, lucky for yep. you. And so yes. uh, men men get very scared as well. Because we've got a lot of men yep. that listen to the podcast, and they're, they're always like, uh. Yep. Really, like yeah. oh well, yeah. oh, it's a bit dirty down there. It's a and I'm like, no, no, right. no. Right. Why is it that like a man can fuck a girl in the ass? I'm just going to say it. Yeah, but a woman can't touch your art. I mean, it's the same. Yeah. We are the same. Yeah. You know what I mean, so yeah. So for a man, totally. what would you say? It's the same thing. Just go really slowly and just be like trusting. Yeah. Right. I mean, there yes, is pleasure totally. there. The anatomy Huge. says so. Huge. huge, huge, yeah,
1: yeah, and non-ejaculatory orgasms as well yes. are really easy to have, and I think a lot of it is approaching any sort of <clears throat> internalized homophobia with the idea that anal play equals gayness. For some reason, right. in our homophobic culture, yep. for some reason, a lot of male body people think if they enjoy anal pleasure, it equals sexual Gay. orientation. Yeah, so. I know really exploring what is going on in that um, and then just seeing the body part as a body part. And again, starting slow, starting doing some de some deep breathing, feeling, being in the body, um, and then just slowly building on that, working it up from there because once you experience it, I think it can be quite addictive, you know, once you experience what's possible
0: right and like and the thing is like less so for women but for men that have experienced it with me or like on camera or not in person with me or whatever, they are more like, I've seen the light. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, exactly, exactly. And we been a small part of that, but tell like- yeah. yeah, I'm just like, tell your friends. And they're like, no, we can't possibly mm-hmm. talk about it. You know, like it's like men on this podcast. I'm like, dra- I'm grabbing all the men by the dicks. Like come on the podcast. <laughs> they, they won't talk about their se- anything to do with sex. Like it's just much more difficult to break through. And I'm not being like, you know, I'm trying not to be so damning of the man. But generally, from what I've experienced, you know, men find it much more difficult and they shouldn't. You know, they mm. they, they, teach me a lot, you know, right? So right. for me, um, yeah, and, and for a lot of all the other men out there that listen, they, they could come and speak mm. to you. Where can they find you on mm. Instagram? If they want to, like, speak to a professional or, like, listen to right. your podcast, where can they find you?
1: Yeah, yeah. So... I think it's really beautiful what you just said, that men should not be ashamed of their sexuality and their virility and their potency and their... And they are, you know, like having a boner is embarrassing as a teen and, you know, having to like quickly wank into a sock and make sure no one's coming. Like there's so... and, And then like there's this sort of not wanting to seem like a sleaze and not wanting to seem gross. and You know, it's really hard to be able to navigate that, like, hey, I'm a really, I'm full of fucking testosterone. I've got this dick I want to put inside things. Like I want to spread my seed all over the fucking place and I have to act like I don't. Like it's really, really hard. And I think, you know, that's a really beautiful, that's such a beautiful point of like owning, owning a sexuality and owning that wild sexual beast that is within from a really responsible, respectable place yeah um so yeah that's amazing um so yeah male body people want to work with me I mainly I focus with male body people I still focus on female sexuality so I um guide them through how to love a woman and then if they're wanting to understand their sexuality I send them over to Cam Fraser because he is a genius wizard in male pleasure sex sexuality and And, you know, he's got a male body. He understands it much deeper than I do. So I cannot recommend him enough. We studied together. He is, again, also explores both sides, you know, esoteric and scientific and um, is very integral in his work and just a beautiful, beautiful man and so knowledgeable in sexuality yeah. on erectile dysfunction, on rapid ejaculation, on delayed ejaculation, performance anxiety. Like he is just, he's so amazing. So yeah. yeah, I just say go see him and then if you're all the women go about, see you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for
0: real. <laughs> right. Finally, I'm gonna pick your yeah. brains on your on your yeah. life as a if as a sex worker. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. And what you've done. So I'd love to speak to you about it from sex worker to sex worker. You talk about coming on camera. I mean, mm-hmm. if I came on camera, the amount I'm on camera, I would have no vagina left. Like, <laughs> It would be a, a little small little man that just has nothing. He's wafy and he's walking about. Like, I literally would not have a person there like so I fake it a lot sorry guys if you listen to my podcast it's not real um but the fact that you the fact that you've come on camera I'm like oh yeah she did it properly fucking yes tell me how how would how was that for you to get paid to come on camera and like as a woman going to these like dom sessions and being dom and like going through that experience you know, I mean, that's fascinating to speak to another woman that's so sex positive about it. You know, that actually properly did it properly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, I did, I'm actually trying to find all the things out of it that you're supposed to. So talk to me. Talk I to love me. that.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, so I, yeah. So my, I, sort of started dabbling in like more to getting. um you know, taking nudes and getting paid for nude photos and Amazing. doing nude photo shoots, and I really loved that. I was like, oh, my God, like, finally, like, someone's appreciating the fact I want my tits out and my pussy out all the time, like, in in, in public, you know, like, I'd be on the beach, like, photo shoot, like, yeah, hi, 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 hi. This is a body. It's normal, you know? So yeah. I was so, I was like, fuck, I'm getting paid this. This is incredible. Uh, and then I was approached by this beautiful um project called Beautiful Agony. And they they only film the face while orgasming. And it's to show the different faces of what it looks like to orgasm, you know, because it's like and it's in French it's I don't I don't know how to pronounce it in French, but it means faces of the little deaths or something like that. Little deaths. Oh. <laughs> yes, because you know it is, it's like this like it is like a little death and so it's such a beautiful project I loved it so much but up until that moment I had huge issues with my partner seeing my my cum face right so I was like okay this is like facing my fear awesome perfect great um they gave me awesome cameras I set it up at home uh I did it I had a headache I had a migraine while doing it so that kind of sucked but I usually self-pleasure when I have a migraine anyway because it helps with the pain yeah and I took it into them and they were like oh the audio is not good and I was like oh, fuck <laughs> and so I got all my house all my housemates I was in a naked house at the time There was like me and maybe four other men a naked and, house um
0: yeah, so it was like clothing optional. House <laughs> it
1: was great.
0: I'm sorry. What? I love how you just casually pop that in there. Yeah, I was in a naked house at the time. I'm like, whoa! Stop. We don't have those in London, okay? Unless unless they do, and I don't know about them, <laughs> right? Can I join? What the fuck? Tell me about the yeah, naked house really, five men it was or whatever.
1: Really beautiful. What the fuck? Yeah. So there, there were five. I think there were five men. There were only me and two of the other men were happy to be naked. (laughs) Um, And then there was one, two, three other men in there. So yeah, there was five men and me in the house. And um, yeah, it'd be so great. We had like naked disc. One of them was a DJ. So he'd be like DJ naked. And this was a fascinating sight because he was like five feet maybe. He was tiny, tiny, tiny little guy. But he had this how oh, had his penis—it was ridiculous. So it was like no. it was such a fun, fun thing to see. Such a fun oh. household. It's always the small
0: ones that have the massive schlongs. I don't understand it. I'm like, Crazy. that's where Crazy. all of your genes went into your genes. <laughs> Literally, I'm like, oh no, growth gene. Literally, <laughs> yeah. that's where it went. Or, I'm like, i oh. talking. <laughs> We're all the same lying down apart from the dick. I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind. Wow. So, I mean, yeah. okay, is, this is a bit too much of my question. Do orgies happen in no naked way. houses?
1: They didn't. They no? Didn't. I was kind of, I think I was kind of claimed by the house owner. So everyone treated me like their bro, even though I knew they all wanted to fuck me. So it was a really kind of, it was fun. I felt like I could be flirtatious and fun and like, but I didn't actually have to do anything and I just got lots of attention. So I really, really, really enjoyed it. Well, that's quite and dynamic
0: then, isn't it? <laughs> really yeah, it was beautiful.
1: I was like I was like their naked sister that they would do <laughs> literally anything for.
0: Wow, um, great.
1: Yeah, I really loved it. It was a really beautiful experience and it was very healing for me too, actually, to like be able to be naked and not do anything and be respected because I was the the landlord's partner so they had to respect me even though I didn't give them sex it was such a there were so many fucking different elements of living yeah. at house I really really loved it and then I roped in three of the dudes to come and do the beautiful agony shoot with me um yeah, I did yeah, it with yeah. my partner at the time we were in I think what we said we're in an open relationship it didn't really work out but the other two dudes did it separately um so we all went in like together and I did it again, but I did it with my partner this time and I got paid more, which was awesome.
0: Yeah.
1: Considering I had to do it twice. Um, and I, yeah, I came on camera and I was like, uh, quite, I I have orgasms really, really easily. And I taught my partner how to have non-ejaculatory orgasms. So he had two, which mean we got more money. So it was like, it was uh-huh. perfect. Great. <laughs> I was like, trying and have three, try and have a three. You know, you can have 50 bucks for another the orgasm. He's like, no, like I can't. Like, <gasps> <sorry. laughs> oh, wow. That's
0: fascinating. Yeah. It how was did it really, make you really feel? Beautiful. Was it like, was it quite like,
1: liberating? oh. So liberating. I was like, okay, hundreds, thousands. I don't know how many people are going to see this. I can totally let my partner see me have an orgasm now. Um, and funny enough, I recently Googled my name on Google to see what photos came up and a screenshot of my face coming was on Google. It's like, oh, okay. Like, I don't know how it got there, but that's awesome. Like, it's so wow. funny to think of like me 10 years ago would have died because of that. Um, so I, you know, I downloaded the photo. I'm like, sweet, now I've got a photo of uh, ah. of that moment. So it's really
0: and the best part cool. of the moment as well. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. But yeah, literally. Oh my god, that's so fucking sweet. Uh, I've actually seen these so online cool. when I was like looking for like I don't know, orgasm noises because I find the the yeah. like sound quite like erotic. Loads oh, of French same. companies do like just they'll get like clips mm. of people orgasming. And there's different oh, words. Beautiful. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. It's just a lot. You can like, genuinely, when I watch porn, I, I don't really watch that much. I just listen. Like listen. the sound of yeah. it's almost like more erotic mm. to me. Oh, um, so, so erotic. You know, right? So I mean, yes. that's fascinating. Fr- the French people with their little deaths have got it fucking down. They fucking <laughs> yeah. 100%. Oh my God. <laughs> Like so, okay. I literally want to wrap this up because I know I'm keeping you. I yes. know it's really, really fucking late, I love but it. I really I loved it. you being here. Like you taught me so much. I hope you'll come back and like do another sex. Yes. Of, like, just yes. Just maybe full body orgasms because everybody needs to know yes. more about those. Or you yes. know something specific like more anal. Yes. <laughs> we'll just talk yeah. About it. we'll just do like Kristen ass. Anal. know. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I would love that. You have been an absolute dream. Me too. Honestly, thank you. Me too,
1: you. thank
0: you. Right, I've been so, smiling um, the whole time. Me too. Um, so tell yeah. people before we, before we go, yeah. where they can find your Instagram, yeah. what your like tagline yeah. is and then where they can yeah. find your podcast and stuff. Go for it. Yes,
1: sweet. So my Instagram is at YoniLicious um, and my Facebook is the same. My website is yonilicious.com.au. Um, And it's awesome. It's got so much on there. It's even got like a quiz on there to take you where you need to go because there is so much on. there. There's a lot of freebies on there. Um, I try and offer as many materials as possible on a spectrum, you know, from free to super affordable to not so affordable to, okay, you want to work with me, then yeah, you've really got to invest time and money. So. Um, yeah, there's a lot on there. Uh, my, the podcast is Love, Blood, Sex, Death. They're on both, on all of the podcast platforms. Um, and my kids books are on my website as well. They're downloadable for free. You can, or you can buy, um, a print version and yeah, I think that's about it.
0: Amazing. I'm going to check out the kids books. So they're literally like so fucking sick. Like, Yeah, Uh, it's like it's that moment when you can you can hear like a parent going, "How do I speak to my child about this?" Especially when they are so damaged, like we all are from like our past. They never had the books, so it's difficult, isn't it? Totally. So that is a fucking fascinating thought, and anyone, please fucking check it out. But thank you for this first time on the podcast, Kristen. Yes, thank you Thank you you so much, Honey. My pleasure. So there she fucking was. She came. She conquered. She destroyed. Had a really great time um, interviewing her for Stripper Stories this week. So, yeah, check her out. She's very knowledgeable in all things sex and sex wellness. Because especially right now, in this rona, deep as fucking balls deep in the rona, sexual wellness is probably preferable if there's no other wellness going on. Um, Right. This, I'm going to quickly finish off (laughs) with this motherfucking cam story. Okay, so... I, I just literally can't wait to tell you guys. So this week, um, I was just there bartering my wares, my holes online, you know, as you do. I think it was like a Tuesday morning and this guy comes up on and he's like, pling, 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 pling. And I was like, what? His name on on cam is something to do with cheating. I'm not gonna say what his tagline is because you're all gonna go find him, but he's, he's something cheating. I'm like, right. He's like, hi. I'm like, oh, hi, how are you? <laughs> and he was like, right. I've got something to, you know, uh, offer you. I, I love cheating and I'm getting married next year and I have set aside some money for an escort to come to my wedding and uh, pretend that they're one of the guests, meet my wife. And before I've even fucked my wife on my wedding day, I want to fuck an escort and I wanna fuck them before the wedding and I wanna fuck them after the wedding and I wanna keep you at the wedding with all the guests and you can stay overnight and I'm gonna like sneak off to you and fuck you as many times as I can. <sighs> I'll just let that all rest for a minute. I was like, right, uh, what the? I was like, why are you getting married if you love cheating so much? He's like, I, well, I just have this fantasy of the first person that I fuck when I'm married is going to be an escort. And I've been fucking escorts the whole time I've been engaged and dating this woman. I was like, whoa. The whole time? And he was like, yeah. Now, there's two sides of me here. Like, my, my normal Chloe human brain self is like, uh-uh, you're a fucking cunt see you next tuesday you're a massive massive see you next tuesday and i and if no one knows what that is spell it out see you next tuesday um i I, that that is the word i'm using for him like whoa that's dark and and the second part of my brain is like you're fascinating to me like how, how how does someone's brain work like that like First of all, how have you not got caught? So clearly you've been dating this woman for like a long enough time. He, he answered that question very um, simply. Like I've done it so many times with all my other girlfriends that I've got caught so many times that now I'm just super great at cheating. Now we're talking like he's fucked escorts in his soon to be wife's bed while she's been at the gym. He's come on the escort's face, got her to wipe her face in the woman's pillow and then put a pillowcase back on top and the girlfriend sleeps on it that, lo- that night and the man gets off on it. He's had escorts pleasure themselves with her toothbrush. The wife's toothbrush. And then now he wants to pay an escort to go to the wedding, pretend that he's, she's an ex-colleague and meet, The new bride. Now, I want to know from all of you out there how you feel about this. Boys, girls, dogs, men, cats, anybody you can find to fucking talk about this. Talk about this with them. I want people's advice on how I deal with this, because we're still talking. Um, You know, obviously, as a cam girl, you have to... I mean... I have to, but I mean, like, I feel like an obligation, especially because I'm so open about anything sexual, sexual wellbeing and kink and fetish. I am more like so fascinated by this human's brain that I'm like, I want to know more. So I'm going to, I'm going to tell you more about this guy next week Um, at the end of the podcast again. I, all the other stories I found out this week. We're still talking. I'm. Go- I've told him that I'm going to put him on the podcast. So he knows. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep you guys peeled and posted, and your holes completely fucking open on this one because this is something I've never, ever experienced, and I've met a lot of fucking people, um, and a lot of kinks. Obviously, I've had cheating kinks before, um, and I understand the kind of ideal. Ideas around that, I guess. Um, And something I don't personally agree with. Let's just make that clear before everyone just, you know, puts their opinions down my throat. I I am aware that it is wrong. However, I feel like it's our duty as wholes of the Stripper Stories podcast to try and understand this man, right? And try and understand his brain. Maybe try and let him see the light. I don't fucking know. I mean, This is what I kind of think, once a cheat, always a cheat. That's kind of what I have been taught. That's kind of what I have discovered. That's just me, okay? So please, guys, give me your views, your opinions on it. We're at uh, Stripper Stories Podcast on Instagram, podcast at stripperstories.com. Uh, give me an email and like I said, always subscribe, like, leave me a fucking review. I will read them all. Thank you this week for everybody who's done that already. It's made my fucking life. And next week I will keep you updated on this fucking cheating bitch. Um, Until next week, enjoy your run up to Christmas, my holes far and wide, and I will penetrate you again next week. Bye, hoes. Bye. Bye. Bye.